Steve, is this, uh, have you got it online? Are we online uh, as far as the people can watch it? Okay, good. I might want to turn it off if you got it online. <laughs> Well, it's good to be here and good. You know, I'm, I've always liked to preach. Amen. Preachers like to preach. Uh, but you know what? Before I get up here, I don't like it. And I'm always nervous and burdened and down and all that until he gives me exactly what I. Well, looking for Sheila. She's jumped over our. I don't know Martha's here. <laughs> good to see her. But uh, everybody got a. Well, you don't have to get a. Everybody knows the song Amazing Grace, don't you? I'm just going to read it. I can sing it, but I am too good a singer. So it says, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that save a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Now, y'all remember that. We'll get into more here in a minute. We might do some singing here in a minute. I get going. He helps me. When he helps me, I can sing a little bit uh, when he helps me. But the name, my title tonight is going to be Grace. Amen. Grace. And, I, and, that, and, of course, we know only what grace, you know, the grace is unmerited love. What? Grace is what the Father done when he sent his only begotten son in her to die for our sins. We didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve to die. But that's a love that's, I mean, it's just, um, we just, it's just love. Now, I'm going to read about three, everybody knows these scriptures here. Uh, it's in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. But it says, For with grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, but it is a gift of God. None of works lest any man shall boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto God, good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. Now, those three verses here, I'm going to take about three or four things out of them. And, you know, grace is a lot more to grace than what people think. A lot of times when people get saved, it's by the grace of God. That's what it says before, the grace of God are you saved through faith. That's the only way you can get saved. You can't get saved no other way. And if it's not of yourself, if, if we could save ourselves, uh, Jesus wouldn't have to come down on the cross, would he? Right. I mean, it's, it's all about what, every, everything I preach or teach tonight is going to be about him. Anytime that a preacher preaches or a teacher, Sunday school teacher, it's always going to be about Jesus. Because when it's got the word of God in it, it's alive. You know, I can't boast on nothing what I can do. I can come up and tell you story after story after story. But boy, when I get in here and tell about these stories here in the Bible, it's alive, it'll come to you because it's grace and all of it. It says here, it says, it's a gift of God. I like gifts. Don't y'all like gifts? But if you've got a gift, don't you want to use it? Gift is not eternal life. That's, that's a gift. We've got eternal life. But grace goes further than that. Some people, all they want to do is get saved, which is a good thing to do, I'm telling you, to keep them going to hell. But it's more to them. When you get saved, grace goes further than that. Didn't Jesus go further than that? He died on the cross for us, but he, he would, he's gone further than that. He's sitting up beside the Father right now, and he's coming back. I mean, his love hadn't ended. His love is just now getting started. The grace that he saved us with should be enough. It should just now be getting started. And I'll show you why. It says here, it says, what's the gift of God? It's not of worth that the man should boast. Like I say, I can't boast on nothing that the Lord has done for me because he's done it all as far as me doing it myself. I mean, can't nobody, I mean, even the preacher, when, when Brother Ricky preachers, when I got saved, Brother David South, I remember when he preached, you know, it pricked my heart. But it was the word of God that pricked it, and it was God's grace that done it. And it, and it, it, it changed me. It really changed me. There's a, I see a lot of people that are, 
you know, that they said they've been saved by the grace of God, but I don't see no change in them. And, you know, if grace is there, it's, you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, we talk about pre- preach on praising God here tonight a couple of weeks ago. You can't praise God if you don't really know what the grace is. You know, you, you, when people start out by praising God, I heard a preacher, we went to revival one time, and, and, uh, and you can't praise God the way he was praising them. It's church of God. I ain't putting them down. There's some good church of God, and like all the rest of them. But uh, everything, every word he'd say, praise God, praise God. Praise God. Everyone, what he said, he said, praise God. He said, my mother-in-law's sick, praise God. Now, that's what he said. My mother-in-law's sick, praise God. He must have praised God that she's sick. You know, sometimes you've got to really know what, what this word means, what this grace really means before when you get it right down into your heart and look at what the Scripture says. For it says, for we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship. He worketh in us. He created in Christ Jesus into good works. In other words, he said, wasn't for him, we couldn't do nothing. It's his grace that works in us. It's not, it's not no goodness that I have. It's the goodness that he put in me when he saved me. But it's all about him. It's grace. It's such a wonderful time. The Bible says over here, and also, you go in and let me look over here right here fast. Let's go over here in the 9th verse. I want to show you something here. I, I really like it's how the Bible says you know, we change, and, and we should change, and we have to change. This is what it says when you change. What it says in Ezekiel is that I will give them one heart. I will put them a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of, a heart of flesh. In other words, he's saying when God changed my heart, something else went in there. I mean, the love went in there. When someone done me wrong, I could overcome it a little bit. Used to, someone done me wrong, I'd want to, you know, just come back at them pretty, pretty good. But now, when somebody done me wrong, because grace was there, I couldn't do it, but something inside of me is grace. And I look here and I see that, that that's what he's saying here. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And it, it, we should be new, right? Shouldn't he be a new person after you get saved? Amen. What's grace? It's a love. And grace is love. And that's what we should have that love in us. And when we got it like that, man, we want to come to church and we want to witness. We want to send out tracts. But if you really ain't got it in you, I'm talking about, oh, you be saved. I'm talking about really, just really think about, I mean, just really think how what God has done for us. You know, we get, I got a little old song here. I thought y'all have heard it, Count My Blessings, Name Them One by One. Y'all have heard that song, ain't you? If you start counting them, name them one by one, what are you going to do? I mean, it's going to take you a while. Then you will see how much God loves you, how much grace it is. I mean, well, I mean we got it. And we, we, we need to act upon it. Instead of just sitting back and not doing nothing, we need to act upon it. It says in Galatians, for, Christ, for it is Christ neither circumcised, available anything, nor uncircumcised, but a new creature. In other words, this, this grace of God is for everybody. Now, I'm going to get preaching in a minute. I feel it coming on. I'm just sort of getting laying a foundation right here. But I want you to understand here, if you ain't got the grace of God, I mean, know about the grace of God. They'll say, you ain't going to do no good. You might be saved, and you'll go to heaven. But see, that's more to it than that. God didn't just save us to go to heaven. He saved us to do a work down here, and we do it through the grace of God that he had given us. And the grace of God comes from his word, but it goes further than that. It goes a lot further. You know, Brother Ricky preached on, uh, on praising God. I'll get back into it again. Every time when David, when he got into praising God, what did he do first? He was praying. He called me. You want to read the psalm? I called upon the Lord. Hear my cry. I prayed. You hear my cry. Every, every time that's glad you got into praise him. See, sometimes we want to praise God, but brother, we've never talked to him. 
we don't realize what kind of grace of God he has given us as individuals, what he has bestowed upon us. I mean, he has given us so much, and we need to start realizing that, that when, we, when you've got that much there, you want to give it to someone else, won't you? I, okay, I'll give him a, let me go to another little place right here. I'm going to go with over here on 1 Peter. Second Peter, I'm sorry. 2 Peter, first chapter. And I'll just read, I'm going to read a few verses here. And this is what it says here. And I could go, I could go all over this Bible and talk about grace. Is this thing, what's really a backfiring up here on me? That thing here on? But it's a, I want you to listen to what it says here. Grace and peace be multiplied. This is Peter. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So grace and peace, what if it could be multiplied, right? Why would it be multiplied? That means you get more of it, don't you? Yeah. I mean, multiplies even factor in adding. It's multiplied. You get more of it. This is the reason why. It says, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us into glory and virtue, whereby we are given unto exceeding and great and precious promises, that by these you are be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience goodness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you, they, they make you that you shall not neither burn nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's he saying? If they abound in you, you're going to be fruitful. No, you want to be fruitful. Amen. Brother, if it don't abound in you, you ain't going to be fruitful. You might go to heaven. But you've got to remember, I, I got saved when I was 28 years old. I'm 70. From 28 to 70, I mean, I got to think, I want to be fruitful during that time. But, but I can't be fruitful. I can't go out and tell people about the both this precious grace that God has given us if I ain't got this abounding in me right here. Now, he, the Bible says here, he said, grace is peace be multiplied until you. It's there if we want it. It's there. It's multiplied if you just really do want it. I'm going to get some more teaching. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just like this song here. What, what? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Ain't it sweet? Amen. It's got a sound to it, isn't it? Yeah. It's got a sound to it. I was once blind, but now I see. Amen. I mean, don't, do you see tonight that how, the, how this amazing grace that God has given us, that we need to take it to the full extent. We need to stop and start reading and thinking, Lord, what is grace? It's, I know it's love. I know that you, since your only begotten Son, I know He's willing to die for us, but I know it's more than that. Because He just didn't leave us. It's sort, of, it's sort of like this. I'd put it this way. I mean, when you buy a car, I wouldn't buy a car. It's been a while back. It was a new one. I can't afford a new one. It's been a couple of years ago. But when I bought one, I always looked, and Sheila was looking and said, I want leather. Don't y'all like leather? Well, when you get leather, you're going to pay a little more, ain't you? Then, uh, I don't care about that sunroof. She wanted sunroof, and we got that, and it costs a little bit more. If you get a new one, all these things cost, don't it cost more? If you get a car, it's base pay. And when you start adding things to it, it costs more, don't it? And then first, before you know it, you'll be wanting something else, and you add that to it. Before you know it, $30,000 ends up costing you $45,000. But let me tell you something about grace. You get it all at one time, it's free. You can't add nothing to it. It's all there. See, it don't cost nothing. 
It's all there. And see, that's what we need to understand. We have it in us. We have the opportunity to be one of the, I mean, uh, somebody can go out here and just spread the love of God like you've never seen. Of course, it's here. If you just think and stop, first of all, first of all, you've got to remember where you at, how grace affects you, how many times has God's grace, his love, to go back like they count the blessed Lord. You have blessed me so much, I cannot believe it. You know, when you, when you, when I, when you drive that leather car around and all that stuff like that, because I drive around because I, I scoot in and out easy. It's hard for me to scoot down those cloffins, as big as I am. But, I, you know, I like them. But, you know, you want to show them off, don't you? I tell you, I, I like to show off what the grace of God has done to me. I like to tell people. See, all this here, that's what it's, but it But it also says this, too. But he that lack of these things is blind and cannot see afar off. They have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. See, sometimes, we can you forget about the grace of God? You sure can. When you forget about it, what happens then? Dull Christians? Just, you're, just so, you're just sort of numb. You can get numb until you... See, ain't but one person can make you not numb. That's Jesus. Preacher can't, church can't, Jesus. And say when you get in him and start realizing the grace that he's got for us, the love that he's got for us, sir, I mean, he can, he can do it, boy, I'm telling you. Also, in that same chapter, he's talking about the walk of the believers. You know what kind of walk we should have, don't you? I mean, should we all walk as believers, every one of us? I tell you, if a, what is a walk of a believer? In Romans, it says, Therefore we are buried with him at baptism in the day of, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Those 11 got baptized on our Sunday. That was showing that they're going to be walking in the newness of life. Now, as we turn back in the prayer room, we've got to pray for those young people because it's more to it than just, just I got baptized. There's a lot more to it than that. I just saying that you've got it, but then you've got to know how to operate it. In other words, you've got to get into the Word and you've got to pray for them. It takes, you know, it takes everybody to, to have a church, don't it? I mean, it takes us all the love of all us coming together. It's got too many, some here and some there. Man, we all should just be one big grace full of people that love one another. That's willing to step out and do anything for one another. That's what church is about. What, did Jesus do that? Yeah, man. He sure did. Well, if he done it, shouldn't we do it? Because he gave his life, shouldn't we be giving our life and not, and not be complaining all the time? Amen. I mean, it's a lot of people complain. You know, uh, you know, he's talking about your boys complaining. Mine complain too when they go to church. But you know, sometimes people complain, complain anyway until they get there. And then, then a lot of times the Spirit of the Lord comes in. See, a lot of times we miss. I miss some good services a lot of times because I miss on a Wednesday night or when I was pastoring churches, people did. Some of the times you think there ain't going to be nobody there. That's when God moves. See, God's going to move in and His grace is going to come in in such a great way. He's going to bless people, the people that's there that needs blessing, that's wanting a blessing. If you want a blessing, you can get it. Because the Bible says by His grace, I just got the reading to you a few minutes ago, I mean, it's there. We just got to believe him that he'll give it to you. I believe it tonight. I believe he'll give us that grace and that sweet, I mean, that sweet smell. And I'll tell you, it's, it's something. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Ephesians 4, 1, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation where you were called. Ephesians 5, 2, And walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us offering and a sacrifice to God as a sweet-smelling Savior. Now, I man, that's, that's how you walk. 
you walk like that, that's the best way to walk. Because when you walk like that, that means the Christ is walking with you. First John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have a fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ is, Jesus Christ is done cleansing from all sins. But if we walk in the light as he is light, we'll have fellowship with one another. In other words, walking in that light, in the grace of God and fullness, you're not going to have fellowship, are you? You know what fellowship is? Y'all can talk, we're just, just teaching. But you know what fellowship is? I mean, when I, I tell you what fellowship, I'm going to give you, um, I'll give you, and I'll probably preach now, yeah. I'll give you some example of what fellowship is in, in the flesh. When you go to, and I knew I had to go to these bars or something like that, or going somewhere with my buddies back, and I used to drink. I said, "Buddy, it's good to see you. You want a beer?" That's fellowship. Yeah. You know, willing to give what you got. You might not have to. But that's that's the words. You get around people. That's fellowship. You want to get around them. Now, shouldn't we have a, some, some kind of a fellowship ourselves? But a fellowship should be with Jesus, with our people here. But you can't do it if you ain't got the love in your in your heart for one another. Some people can't even love themselves. If you can't love yourself, how in the world can you love anyone else? Some people are so bitter, so down and out, they, they forgot about the, the grace that God was bestowed upon them, that God can take away all the bitterness, all the hate, all that there, if we just call upon him and believe it. Because God is good, isn't he? Amen. He is so good to us. If we just stop and count what he's done for us, and then we start getting, then we start getting in our heart, then the things start overflowing, and then we start having fellowship for everybody. Now, there's some you can't hardly have fellowship with. But Jesus can. And you know, sometimes what are some people that you can't have fellowship with, you know, they uh, they might not have it to start with. Uh, but if they see you having it, there's a lot of people that play as Christians, a lot of people say they're saved, but they're not saved. They just they just play it. Now, I know I've, I've had some saved after the come to church members, you're older past, I'm sure Brother Ricky has. You know, I thought they thought they had it, but they didn't truly have that pure grace of the spirit of the love of God in their heart I tell you when you get it in your heart it changes you and they didn't have that and then when something comes up a little old thing something comes up whatever they just go off just like that and then then they won't come back because they don't like but when that love or look things I see my wife loves me you know why we've been married see Thomas said he didn't know why Thomas don't give you an example we've been married 53 years here for too long you think she could stay with me 53 years if she didn't love me? She sure didn't do it for the money. No, it, I know I look. I know I'm good looking. She done like that probably, but she showed. I mean, that's back 40 years ago probably, but now it's sort of gone another way. But see, but she loved me a lot. I say I, I can tell you that story now, boy. Say she now. I'm looking back at her, they're all talking now. That's pretty good. You need life talk about it like that. Ain't, ain't that good? But see, if you love like that. Then you can love these other people too. Uh, the grace puts in us, it gives us. And we can put up with a whole lot if we just got the grace of God and the love of God in us, we can just keep on going. Pastor of church, you'll learn. I don't know how to say it, Rick. But uh, you'll learn one of these days probably. Boy, you're going to have to have a lot of love, a pastoral love. Because if you don't, you'll never make it. But you'll, you'll, you've got it. Lord, Lord will put it in there. You know, it's sort of like a. How many of you have ever seen that old uh, Western Gary Cooper, uh, The Hanging Tree? Any Western fans in here? I know we'd have one here. There's another one. 
Well, even Mac likes to watch the Western. I don't tell you, you know Gary Cooper, he's a good actor. Well, what it was, he was a he was a doctor. This is a movie now. It's a clean movie. I mean, they shoot one every once in a while, but uh, it was a clean kill. <laughs> but you know, what happened, they looked up on a mountain, he was a doctor. It was a hanging judge up there, and they called him, he called him the hanging tree up there where it was there. And this man come up there, and they, and they shot him. He was about dead, and and he, what he done, Gary Cooper took him in there. He was a doctor. He took the bullet out, and he lived. They didn't think he'd ever make it, but he did. He lived. And that man, uh, this outlaw, where they didn't hang him, he got away with it. They didn't hang him. They said, uh, what do I owe you? He said, well, you just tell him I'll do anything. He said, you give me what I give you. He said, what's that? He said, I give you life. You give me the rest of your life to help me with this doctrine. Ain't that what Jesus done? He gave his life for us. And he died on the cross that we might give our life. Go out here and tell someone else about him. I mean, our whole life, not just a part of it, all of it. And, of course, you watch that movie, he did do that. He was a young man done that. I mean, it's a lot of things here. You know, we can go on. And as and far as getting this grace and all these extra things that I, that I read to you, it's sort of like I remember, and I, how many have ever been on a cruise? I know some of you have, because I ain't never made it yet. But this is back in the early hundred, uh, earlier, and they probably done it back then too, though. But this man, he wanted, he wanted to go so bad, he, he got a, saved his money, finally got a ticket. That's what I'd have to do, save his money, get my ticket. But see, he'd never been, he didn't know how cruises were. He thought you'd just get on the ship and go from one this place to this place, which you do. But in between time, he said, Lord, I ain't got enough money to buy no substitute. What he done? He fixed a bunch of peanut butter sandwiches and jelly. Now, I'd give that for him. He'd fix a good thing. I like that, too. I mean, he fixed a bunch of them to go, to, to go there to here. But as he, as he got on the cruise, after a few days, he seen how all these people was eating. I mean, just eating, 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 anything he wants to eat. And he said, boy, he's, he's getting hungry. He's getting tired of eating peanut butter all the time. And he said that... Uh, he come down through there, well, these waiters did. Waitress come down through there and had a big plate of, it looked like, the, I don't know what it was, steak or whatever. And he said, just how much would that cost me if I just buy a little of it? He said, it won't cost you nothing. Nothing, why? He said, food's free on here. <laughs> See, that's the way a lot of us, we understand. We got the grace of God. I read your and Peter a while ago. All those things that he give you. It's here. You just got to realize it. It's free. We start need to give it out. And tell people about how, how much how the God has given us such love in our heart or should be in our heart. But ain't you need to get on the altar and talk to him a little while. We got a heart that we start giving the love of God out everywhere else. And see, that's grace. I mean, that, that, just don't, that, is, that is what, I mean, that is grace. I'm telling you right now. Don't you like, don't you like that? That's the reason why I like this song here. I want you to, you know what? Uh, John Newton, when he sung his song, when he wrote it, y'all know the story of John Newton. I know I heard you tell it a hundred times. I'm sure y'all know the story, don't you? About him, he was on the slave ship. He was a slaver, and uh, wouldn't, you know, he was a bad man there. He wasn't a Christian, but he got saved. Of course, he wouldn't wrote this song. But this is what it says: "Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. <clears throat> I once was lost, but now I'm." found, was blind, but now I see. See, when I got the grace, I started seeing things. Amen. See, that's what grace does to you. That's what, when you look at this word here, what I've been reading to you here, great, when you walk in the light and all that, you start seeing things. You can see things as Jesus sees things. 
I mean, Lord, you don't, you don't look at the world how bad it is. You look at the world how many lost people out there that could already be getting saved. You, you start saying things of people going to hell that you want to see them go to heaven because they know they ain't going to live forever. Ain't nobody going to live forever. The Lord, he could come back tonight. If not, you could go out tonight. But no one is going to live forever down here. They will somewhere. I like his next verse, too. He says, twist. I can't even see it. Twist the night. I thought to say twist the night before Christmas. <laughs> Tis grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. Don't grace give you fears relief? Yeah. Knowing, knowing the grace of God. I mean, I mean, boy, honey, he wrote this song. He did it right on the knothead, didn't he? I'm telling you right now, it's all right down through there. He knows what he's talking about, didn't he? See, I believe when you got grace in your heart, you'll know what you're talking about. Or what you'll, you'll show it everywhere. This lady is not, you know, some people say, well, I, won't you just, I, I can't remember a lot of things. And my wife says, because I drank too much when I was young, I don't think I'll think, well, what it is could be. I never could remember a whole lot of things. But, you know, I don't have to remember. I can read. Right. She says to me, where's your, she gets on me all week long. You getting dementia because I can't find my glasses, leave my phone there in about an hour and a half. You know where my phone is? I said, you got it too, ain't you? <laughs> that goes away a little bit there, but it's what it says here. Through many dangerous toils and snares, I have already come. This grace that brought me safe this far, the grace will lead me home. See, we're going to go home one of these days. And I, I, that's the grace that's in my I mean, I, I ain't worried about dying. Don't want to die. I want to stay as long as I can here, you know, as long as I'm in good health. But uh, I, ain't worried about, I ain't worried about it for whatever long it's been, since 28 years. It's been about 40-some years I hadn't worried about it. Because the grace of God is in my heart. And see, I want, and these people need to understand these young converts or even old converts. They don't know nothing about grace. All they know is they're going to get, go to heaven, which is a wonderful thing. But what are you going to do until you get there? You can't just sit on the pew and be a nothing, just be a sore thumb. I mean, that grace, I mean, he wants you to use it. He wants you to go and tell people how good God is. and I mean, have a smile on your face. I mean, ain't that what grace is? You know, Jesus, I'm sure, when he's on the cross, They put those nails in his hand and feet. And, you know, and when he whipped his back, I'm sure he probably wasn't smiling, but he is now. Because of what he done, he paid my sins and your sins. He said, boy, y'all got it made now. I, the grace of God has come down. You've got it now. I mean, we are we are be so happy because of what he done. He paid the price. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that's grace. I mean, the grace. That's really one of the songs. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing. All songs are good, but I, I like this one more than any of them because it says, it's just plain scripture all the way through. And don't we need that to stay in time? Do you really want it? What I don't know. What are you doing? Now? Can you sing Amazing Grace? Let's hear you right here. Let's take off one right here. Take off, Caleb. Amazing grace. I Hold it, Caleb. I tell you what, I, I go to the jailhouse and I go up there. You preach the jail. They sing three times louder than that. It ain't about 15 in there that some of them didn't cuff some. See, the grace ain't working right. The grace should be working right, brother. When, see, when you think, when you sing about this and when you talk about grace, you've got to really think about what he's done. What's inside here? I mean, just let it flow out. You say, well, we're in church. We just had to sing it. It make no difference. We'll do it again. Try it again, Caleb. You're good at it. 
has the sound. A little louder. Are you found? But now I see. Now what does that mean? That taught us? you listen to this I got one more place I'm going to go to this is what uh, says in Romans 6 chapter what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound God forbid how should we that are dead to sin live anymore therein he's saying why should we how much you can go back the devil can't get your soul but you can go back and you forget about what God's done for you. It's real easy in this day and time in the world here. But that's what it says here. God forbid we should, that we are dead to sin to live in there anymore. Knowing you not that so many of us were baptized and Jesus Christ were baptized into the death. Therefore we were buried with his baptism into the death that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. You know, when, and I'm going to quit here in a minute. After that baptism, it really bless, I mean, I love to see people get baptized. But uh, when you come, when you come through that, up that boat ramp, and come there, he, he starts singing Amazing Grace. Yeah. Everybody starts singing. I thought, man, that's what it is. I mean, he just puts cold chills on mine. I mean, it's amazing grace. so amazing how those little children... And not only little children, I mean, that's some adults there. Big kids, you know, was saved, was willing to come and be baptized and show the world, I'm standing for Jesus. And, you know, and it's up to us as individuals to help people like that to stand for Jesus. Because sometimes it's hard to do it, isn't it? Because the enemy's always working. But, but remember, God's grace, it's more, than, it's more than, than what the enemy's got. I mean, we have more power. It, you know, grace is a power. That he inputs within us. I mean, it's something in there that I didn't have before I got saved. I don't know about you all, but I did not have it before I got saved. But when he put it in there, I mean, it's a power to, to do things I've never done before. One of them just right here, I sure wouldn't be up here if it wasn't for God. But I do love him, and I praise him, and I give him glory, and give him honor. I thank the Lord for the church. You know, I was, I've been saying things on Facebook about this King James Bible and uh, how the difference was. It's a big bunch of difference in it, more than I ever realized. And, uh, but you know, if, if, you go, if you love the Lord, you'll be in this, and the grace is going to get more and more and more and more so we can go out here and spread the good news of the gospel with a smile on our face and then with the power and enthusiasm that we should have, like we're going to a Kentucky ball game. Boy, we're all raring to go. We go to a landmark when I went to one, I think, in person, and uh, I would never go back. But 
you know, it was a, I was, couldn't wait to get there. Boy, I just see them play. But, you know, we should be like that when we, we go out of this church house, when we go to our factories or whatever. We've got such grace of God because we can, we can tell people what God has done for us. I mean, and, and just go back and start counting your blessings. Just not when you're saved. That's been a long time ago. That's a starting point. But you should have points all along that way there. If not, something's wrong. Some, somewhere along with that grace not working there in your heart. Or you, you, you know, you can get in prison. The devil puts you in, even though you've been saved, born again, know Jesus. But he'll come in, he'll put you in prison. Your heart, where you can't go out here and, and be a witness and let the love flow through. Because love is what changes people. I don't care what you say, there's nothing more powerful than the love. The love of God, the love of a church, the love of people. That's what it's about. Don't y'all think so? Amen. Amen. I know so. Y'all like that song? Man. I do too. You may have got a thing want to sing because I'm about, I'm about done, Brother Ricky. You might have, you know, our piano. We're going to sing it one more time. I want to go a little louder this time. I want to see if they can hear us up yonder. I'll ask them. And if you're here tonight, I don't know your heart. If you really ain't got that true grace, that love for God, it's real easy. Remember, he created, he creates us as a workmanship. I mean, he makes our, I mean, it's not us, it's what he does inside of us. Amen. That's what it says in Ephesians 2, 9. That's what, 10, that's what he does, and that's what he does. So it's there. If you've never had it, then why don't you come up here and talk to him and say, Lord, I, I want you to work more on me. I need, and, and, and heed to what God says. Instead of coming up here and not doing nothing, heed to it. And it'll work more on you. It'll help you. It's page 57. Everybody don't know the words to it. See, I, I know what it was. Is that 57? That's what I thought it was. Would you stand? If you're here tonight.